Don't you love that sound? Ooh. I do. Such a good sound. Aha! All right. Well. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Drunk Art Review, the uh, podcast where everyone from teetotal to blind ass drunk is welcome to come discuss art in a safe and open environment. I'm Jenny. <laughs> I'm Rosie. And she's so happy this evening. You made it sound like this uh, sort of safe um, AA like meeting area. That wasn't my. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, we are. We're the no. artists synonymous. Oh my god. I mean, that would be where I'd have to go. <laughs> Especially lately. It's like the rest of my life is just like, well, the, we were just talking about this. The maintenance of my own bodily self has just been slipping down a slippery slope while my artwork is like climbing up the mountain. Like, mm-hmm. on so. a graph, it would be opposing lines. <laughs> but like, I came in early and she's like, I worked from home today. But the way she said it, and the look on her face, it was like wide eyed. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, have you been outside at all? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but I've done so much. I've, I've achieved, so That's I'm so prepared. Ridiculous. I'm prepared today. Let's see how that translates with how I'm talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Jenny, 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 what, <laughs> what's our uh, what's our theme today? Well, our theme today, um, and I kind of scheduled this appropriately mm-hmm. um because of when it's going to come out in the month is uh, mother's in art because obviously for our british listeners mother's day is in march not in the summer june for america america but in england we have mother's day mm. in march. for spring you know like yeah, the fla- yeah. that's why we always give flowers and you know Although my planning wasn't that great because I hadn't realised that International Women's Day was on the 8th of March. Yeah. And our Women in Art episode, I think I tried to time for the... But the reason the Women in Art episode is later in the year is because I was actually doing it for Women's Suffrage Day. Yes, yes. So it's not that I've forgotten that it's International Women's Day. You were just applying it to a different part of womanhood. Yeah. In the year. Suffragettes are very important to me, so that's why I'd done... Mm. And, yeah, al- anyway. and also as well, it's because we were talking about themes when we were first starting up the podcast and they had that 100 years of women, didn't they, for the yeah. suffragettes thing that they were showing in Ipswich, which was really, really cool. Although I didn't go to it, but I saw it through the internet. So, yeah, you know, like... <laughs> <She's> still- <laughs> so I think that's why, like, you probably thought in your mind, like, ah, oh, suffragettes, suffragettes. Mm. But yeah, no, I, I only know that um, International, Women's Day- <laughs> International Women's Day was... Uh, coming up like today because i was obviously on oh, instagram you know, and and still applies, you know. mm-hmm. it's international uh animal appreciation love day today do you know that the thing is there's a new day it's like yeah. there's so many there's, oh, there's yes. like donut day it's like <laughs> can, can i think we should appreciate donut day when that happens uh, i'm that? sure i don't know i'm just making that up but i'm sure there is one we, yeah, I mean, uh, tell us when, guys. <laughs> I'm all for a donut day. Oh, there's an amazing donut shop up in Manchester called like Seop Shop or something like that. Shout out! Do you want to send us some donuts? We can oh. come there. We can record there. You know. <laughs> Wait, if anyone wants to ever send us anything, please don't feel you have to. We're not doing this. Oh no, no, that was that's purely wanting if, to. If anyone was ever going to send us ever anything, we would be like food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send us a takeaway when we're recording, that'd be heaven. Oh my god, we could go and record in a restaurant. By restaurant, would, I mean like takeaway. That would be, that would <laughs> be people coming in, in and out. 
like the drunks on a Friday night, just like it's rocking like, up. I just want a kebab, please. Oh, yeah, I love what you're doing with that fancy looking phone. It's a microphone, so. <laughs> it's like, can I phone my mum, please, with that? Please. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, the digression is very much us, yeah. which is very much our mothers, because we take a lot of who we are from our mothers, so. Mm. My mother did say when she was listening to Paul the Cast the other day, she's like, yeah, it's good. She said, you guys go off track so much, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, no, it's good, it's funny. It's a, it's a genuine conversation, which yeah. is nice. I mean, when we first started this, I didn't think it would uh, be as fluid. I, I, mm. But I listen to it and I edit it, I'm like, yeah! Sometimes when we've had too much to drink, it's too fluid. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a longer episode, you lucky, lucky people. I know, the shorter the episode, the soberer we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're not drinking anything. I think we literally have got water today. Yeah, well I've just been to a workout class. And yeah, to... you got some impressive bruising yeah. from your silks. Uh, yeah, from silks on Sunday and then I did pole tonight, so oh, I've got very some cool. bruising. Yeah. yeah bit tender. Anyway, <laughs> mothers and art, let's yeah, crack on with it. Yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Um, I've, I've, you said that you were really keen about your one, weren't you? I'm, I just really like the you really like Jason, it, yeah. yeah. I feel then that I should start with mine. Yeah. And I should give a content warning, maybe? Because mm-hmm. it's a little bit... Upsetting. Yeah, upsetting mm. for... So sensitive listeners, please tune out. Mm, probably should have said that at the beginning of the episode. But I mean, you can listen up till now, that's fine. And then maybe like skip for, you know, 15 minutes and then you'll hear Jenny's and that would be great. Okay. Okay, so, all right. Set the scene for me, girl. I, I'm going to do that for you, Jenny. And this is going to sound way more like a, a scripted dialogue than normally where I'm like... She's so organised today, <laughs> I am shocked. <laughs> yeah, okay, so... Motherhood and art is an iconic duo. Mm -hmm. It could be argued that mothers are one of the most featured subjects in all of art history, particularly considering the impact of Christian imagery of mother and child over the centuries. Which I mean, like, you see. Yeah, no, like the Virgin Mary and mother. I mean, we've got Virgin Mary burning over here, like. That sounds really dreadful. No, she's got a candle. I've got a candle. Like a Catholic candle, that's all. Which I have no idea why I have it. It was here when I moved in, so I was like, oh, that's. I love a candle. Anyway, yeah, I mean, you visit historic museums, you mm. go to galleries, you go to churches, and you are bombarded with depictions of maternal love, care, and devotion. Um, but is that true? Um, I mean, obviously that part is, but these mothers, virgins, and madonnas offer an idealised version of the maternal bond mm. um, and can appear staged, uh, devoid of the complex and wonderful emotions that exist between a mother and her offspring. Each of us has a different relationship with our own mum, so every artistic representation of that is unique. Mm. I wanted to like find a piece that showed... A darker side. Yeah, yeah. Not such a a sensitive, tender side. Well, I mean it is, I mean a raw side. Yeah, but not in a... Yeah. Not in a loving, sweet way you'd expect. Yeah. Okay. I mean it is... If anything, it's just sad, I guess. So anyway, I'm not going to show you it just yet. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell you a little bit more. So at first glance, um, the piece I've chosen Mm -hmm. um, might leave you uncertain about what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, But after a few moments, you kind of start to see how sad it is. Mm -hmm. So I'll bring it up for you now. 
Um, oh, I saw this piece when I was doing research. Yeah. Yeah, it See, is sad. Isn't it? it? Give our listeners an idea of what we're looking at. Okay, so um, the stark animal-like figure of a woman passionately embracing the lifeless body of a young boy. And I mean, he looks beautiful, mm. um, angelic. And I mean, he doesn't, he could be a boy or a girl, really. I mean, yeah. when I first saw it, I didn't think... I, I mean, I, I didn't know the story of it, so all I was thinking was actually that it kind of reminded me a little bit of, um, like, William Blake. Mm. Kind of, you know, with these distorted limbs. Yeah. And, you know, she is so in focus. I mean, she doesn't even appear as a she. She kind of almost looks more like a golem, in a way. The way um, she, I think because she's so hunched into the, yeah. the body that she's gripping that you can't really... Yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean. It, it's hard to define who these people are as such in that respect because they're so intertwined with each other yeah i mean when you when you first look at it you don't um you mean you can see a a leg and then as you work your way into the image you can kind of see a hand and then you realize Mm. that you see an arm and then you're like there's the face this is by uh, kathy colwitz Mm -hmm. and it's called women with dead child Mm. and it was etched in 1903 Mm -hmm. so quite a quite a while while back Um, But it's even more sad, because in 1914, this became reality for her, Mm. um, when her youngest son died in the early months of the First World War. Mm -hmm. He was actually the model as well for this. Okay, so this was done... This was done in 1903, and he died in 1914. Okay, so the original drawing, there wasn't a mother with a dead child at the time. I was wondering whether these this pairing was from like a scene that she'd seen while she was out traveling but no so this was this was a modeled it's very for considering it's a modeled scene it's very engaging in the way she's drawn it because you would look at this and think that she'd stumbled across these people and committed it to memory and it yeah i mean it's kind of been disoriented distorted isn't it everything's out of proportion there's the quite only... a lot of raw emotion in it, considering mm. it hadn't actually happened at yeah. this time. Yeah, you see, this, at. see, this is what I mean. So, I mean, you can imagine how heartbreaking this is, mm. uh, because um, the maternal grief shown here. At the time, obviously, it was before her son's death. It kind of it signifies her hatred of wars um, mm. and, like, her pessimistic view on Germany at the time, because she was, she was a German artist. Mm. This is before the war, but Germany was obviously starting to be on that track yeah um they were the politics was yeah they, starting to go a bit they were like imp- them, wasn't it? yeah there was there was you know imperial german plans were start were starting that they wanted to evade america um which obviously was on the the you know the start to world war one um but yeah what's more is it's um it's almost like an uncanny foreshadowing mm. or like a premonition um about the grief she was about to experience mm. which is just so sad yeah um she and almost saw herself reflected in a piece of work she'd already done. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine that? Kind of looking through your work again and then sort of seeing I the sun that you had I drawn can't, I alive. I can't imagine it in any form. I mean, I am not yeah. a mother. And no, I, don't, I don't know what that maternal love in that respect is like. And yeah. I've got no idea what it is like to lose a child. So it must just be absolutely overwhelming. Yeah. There are a lot of heavy lines around the mother, with only delicate, uh, traced, beautiful lines for the boy, which kind of makes it feel even more a subject that she can only just bear to contemplate, you know? So it's almost, as well as, so the the mother in this image, because she's almost like, because of how much heavy, heavier the line work is, it's yeah. like, 
signifying the difference between she's alive, this yeah. is real, and the boy who's very soft and like, angelic is yeah. his past. Like, it, it she, gives you that differentiation. She's heavily it? present, you know? Mm. Like, she's weighted down and, and mm. dark and kind of coursed with emotion. I mean, mm. like, um, in the shadowing, like, behind her and even in her hair, like, there's kind of this uh, idea of a hazed movement behind mm. her. So like maybe she's sobbing. Yeah, or, yeah. Mm. And like I said earlier... Uh, it reminds me a lot of Blake's illustrations, mm. um, but more than that, it actually reminds me of uh, Saturn devouring his son. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously by Goya. That um, image creeps me oh, that Goya image. I, just... I told you I went to go see it when I was in Madrid, and it just it just captivated me. Seeing it across the room, and just those black paintings are just amazing. Mm. But this the, the Goya piece was about 100 years earlier in 1819 but that was also created in a wave of despair about the social climate mm. so oddly enough it's natural that people think about their children in times of social unrest you know yeah though of course uh, that painting is all about the god saturn not wanting his son to fulfill his prophecy and uh, overthrow him so obviously he eats him but the images side by side have a lot of sadness to them i mean animals sometimes uh, eat their young to prevent something worse happening to them so if you kind of see that image in that light it's i mean it's barbaric but incredibly sad it's just all that loss and being left there after the trauma mm. you know and kind of I've, i felt that like relationship between the two images mm. anyway she accesses um an aspect of motherhood that's kind of overlooked i think mm. um especially in art without it being depicted in rosy viewed lenses you know mm. how she goes about it is like it's impossibly deep almost this animalistic love that comes with being a mum and the ultimate fear of any parent which is i guess the death of a child mm. i mean it's it's kind of an impossibly complex subject mm. um and i like a, like you were saying earlier i mean i can't understand it myself because you've never been through um, that kind of trauma yeah and except for being a woman which, I mean, motherhood and womanhood are they're so intimately woven together, aren't they? Like, mm. you know, they kind of think, as you grow up, you know, nod, nod. You can have babies, right? And, yeah. uh, I mean, not for me. I mean, I, you kind of grow up thinking that and then maybe it's not for you. It's um, ingrained. It yeah, but I it's mean, a part, it, it's, it's, it's part of... society, hasn't it, that you're a woman. You, cultural, yeah. I mean, to the point where even nowadays... You're like, I don't want children. Someone mm. will be like, oh, you'll change your mind. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. But even if you don't, you know, want children, I think because of it being sort of socially ingrained with being a woman, you that's as close as you can get to understanding mm. that side of female life, I think. Mm. You know, in a loss way. Mm. I mean, this piece uh, gives another perspective in how mums are depicted within art. Mm. And I thought that was important. And if, I know, a little profoundly sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, real mums in art, they give a far better reflection of, like, how diverse and intricate the emotions of mothers in art should be. Mm -hmm. um, they shouldn't just be stylized in these sort of, you know, very religious, rosy-viewed ways. I think that's the thing that I like when you're thinking about mothers and parents in general, doesn't matter mm. what your gender is, um, you aren't just a parent or a mother or a father. You, there's so mm. many different aspects to your personality. 
And I think sometimes people who are in that position of being a parent, again, I can't speak from a personal point of view because I'm not in that position. Mm. But from what I've read and people I've spoken to, because you're putting this little life that you've created yeah. first, you sometimes, some people can lose themselves a bit. And I think there's such a pressure on people now to do the to do things, there's so much conflicting information on the television, on the internet, on the radio, about what's right as a parent. There's a wealth of opinions, isn't it? You, I feel so sorry for parents that there's all this information mm. and all these people telling them you're doing a bad job, you're doing this, when really they're, they're doing the best they can because they're humans, they're not machines, they can't yeah. just crack it out. I think we need to cut some parents' break. I mean, I know there are people in this world that don't deserve to be parents. This is a different political thing mm-hmm. to go down. But there are some people that are working themselves to the bone and yet they still feel they're not good enough because of what mm. society what's on, says. What's on, yeah, society or social media. I'm like, let's cut them a break. They're real human people. There's more to them than just that mm. caring, nurturing side. They, they're going to have bad days. They're going to have great days, you know. And it's nice that we've been able to find different pieces of artwork that shows the mm. whole range of emotions that comes with comes with motherhood and well parenthood in general mm. um you know there are ups and downs aren't there yeah and it's terribly sad as this image is it's representative of something that does happen and mm. yeah. it's kind of it's bringing to light those emotions and making it okay mm. you know um and i think that is a, such an important thing within art to bring to light the sides of life that help you reflect upon your own life so much Mm. better because it helps you understand them it's like within films and books artwork is like that too that it Mm. i think emotion sometimes is so much easier to represent within an image than it is to talk about it Mm. you know it can be so much more eloquent with being as raw it's an instant reaction though isn't it i mean if you're if you are sighted, apologies to the people who aren't sighted. Yeah. Um, but then I think, again, it's probably the same with certain sounds that you hear. Mm-hmm. Rather than reading something, um, if you hear something or see something, because the the information is there, isn't it? Sort like of synesthesia. In, it's almost like an instant, it has an impact on you, doesn't it? When you hear a certain piece mm-hmm. of music or when you see something immediately. It's it, emotive. It, 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 and, but it's an immediate reaction rather mm-hmm. than the fact, rather than reading something and having to digest um, it, digest yeah. it mm. which can still be sort of instantaneous but the physical impact of a sound or a, or sight yeah is well it's kind of like um it's kind of like someone walking into uh, the window of your mind or the front door of your mm. mind and ringing a bell and it immediately resounding all the way through your you know mansion of a memory mm. you know what i mean so it, and it instantly connects to that that one thing in there that can mm. hear it um, and I think, you know, images are like that, mm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just thought this was... That's why I needed to give a little trigger warning, because I know yeah. it can be such a hard, huge subject. Sens- and, and sensitive, you know. Yeah. But it's important yeah, to Yeah, because these things it. happen, and it gives us an opportunity to reflect and remember we need to be kinder to each other, Aww. I think because there are people that go through these kind of things and you don't know about it so just be a bit kinder yeah let's throw that in there because i think that's important <laughs> well we have a lot of love to give don't we oh so much <laughs> i don't i have a lump i have a lump of coal as my heart I, which i like to tell it's Rosie. it's refreshed every christmas time by yeah. santa here you go <laughs> rosie likes to tell me that it's not true but i'm yet to be convinced <laughs> yeah i mean i don't i yeah i know i know there isn't one there so there's a, there's a heart. There ain't no coal. 
I'm not sure. I'm not um, sure. So yeah, that was my illustration. Or yeah. no, etching. Etching, and it was also a printed piece, so yeah. Okay, well then. I really like the piece that I found, but also actually it's not about the it's not the similar line as the sense, it's not that kind of grief. But it isn't like another image, like a woman portrayed being the perfect mother. Mm. I mean, in the next sense, it's a complete contrast, the images we've both chosen to say like the 1950s propaganda of what a woman should be. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Nin anyone who's a fan of like 1950s mm -hmm. um, advertisement posters and things Mad like that. Mad men, all that. You know, but the posters are very stylized and women are um, represented in this you know they're the perfect housewife and you know they've had children and their children and their husbands still are, cinched in making you know, dinner they look beautiful while doing all of this incredible you know housework and house running, work running a house and all this stuff mm. um so it's, both of our images are complete contrast in that sense i love um, the path that we go down to choosing images well, for I our think, themes i think it's good <laughs> to look at everything isn't yeah, it yeah obviously of course. it's wonderful to celebrate the lovely side of motherhood but i think it's important to look at the real side of motherhood as well because mm. our mothers often in the, the real side i mean that's where real beauty because and understanding comes from you know mm. not just being shown the propaganda view on it and also i think it helps people so for me for example i have a really good relationship with my mum my mum's mm. one of my best mates she's a wonderful woman me but, too we both know, love our mothers so much our mums are great but i think being able to have access to images like this is a stark reminder of how lucky mm. I am because I know that there are lots of people in this world who don't have that relationship with their mum. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to be able to access these so I can appreciate my mum more and also understand it more for other people yeah. too. So we've well, gone down <clears throat> this. But also I have to, I mean, I have to have a massive um, praise and celebration for the, the sheer love that um, I've been able to put into researching images and, and, and see films and all this wonderful like culture that I've been able to experience mm. purely because my mum has allowed it to be as open for me yeah, uh, and I know a I know a lot of people don't get that until they're so much older in their life but having it from such being able to uh, access things yeah and being taken to shows and, mm -hmm. and being able know, to encouraged to explore watch things and see things mm. and read things that I wear my own interests pivoted and, and and followed down I was allowed to follow those and that's mm. kind of why I've got such a massive passion for it now yeah, that's why so we're doing it while we're doing this podcast you know what I mean you know, it's all, it's all down to you mamas I know you this, made this, us this one's for you mums <laughs> Linda Sally you know mm -hmm. who you are so my artwork piece is a photograph it's called Migrant Mother and mm -hmm. it's by Dorothea Lang and it was taken in 1936 and it's a gelatin silver print. So the image itself is a black and white image. Um, I don't know why it appealed to me so much. So the shot is quite a tight shot of a mother who is clearly in deep thought and two of her, what you assume are her children, are leaning on her. Um, they're looking away from the camera, you can't see the children's faces. But this mother is looking away in the distance. She looks as though she's got the weight of the world on her shoulders. I think as well why it was sort of poignant to me was because when you look at it, the clothing that they're wearing, there's nothing in particular about the clothing or the hairstyles that particularly pinpoint it as a 30s photograph, in my opinion. You could take this photograph and this woman could be in this current day and age, but in a similar situation. Mm. Um, her clothes, the, her and her children's clothes look a little dirty and a little rough around the edges, but 
that's because of the situation which I'm going to explain that there is. I'll just show it to Rosie so she can have a look and you'll see what I mean about it being almost timeless oh, wow. in the respect that there's no because when you think of the 1930s for example you think yeah. of a particular style of clothing don't you you're not it's not just me you're coming out of the flappers you're thinking of those lovely silhouettes mm -hmm. but this is a real working class woman who's but because of the way she's dressed and the way her children are dressed you could put this anywhere in sort of like modern history couldn't you yeah like you could say that was in the 70s rather than the 30s or the 80s mm -hmm. you know you could say it was now yeah in certain parts of the world um where people are struggling it. with this difficulty of and um, poverty i love this image but that woman is she's just so there's something about her her look on her face she's not even looking at the camera but well, she's kind of it feels like she's looking beyond um mm. what uh, the situation is now uh it's kind of almost like a, a physical representation of the i mean you can see like the her furrowed brow ever so slightly mm. but it kind of in a thoughtful way the weight of her children upon her shoulders and she's kind of like physically um, and literally yeah yeah and i mean she's um I mean, she's not actually interacting with them, as you can see. She might have an arm around one of them, but it's mm. out of image, out of the image. And you don't see the kids' faces. No. So it's like all the she, focus is upon her yeah. to find the solution, mm. to see about a better life for both of her children mm. kind of thing. So to give a bit of background to this photograph. So Lang took this photo while she was working for the US government's Farm Security Administration, known as the FSA, for their FSA program, which was formed during the Great Depression to raise awareness and provide aid for impoverished farmers. Now, for those who don't know, the Great Depression was a severe worldwide economic depression that started with the stock market crash of 1929 mm -hmm. and then was made worse by the 1930s Dust Bowl, which also, just again, the Dust Bowl was, um, I remember this from yonks ago, it was a <laughs> drought-stricken southern, southern plains region of the United States where I think there'd been too much agriculture and because of weather... Uh, just I, made I it arid and i think it's is it still there i have a feeling it might be i think that's quite a lot um, yeah in america that's so just been deserted. basically it couldn't be farmed anymore because the land just had no more nutrients to give back left to give. so that that kind of then impacted it and it, it did affect the whole world um but particularly i think america and sort of yeah. countries that were is this image taken within america because initially i thought it was spain yes no it's american image oh. so you've got your background it was in the great depression dust bowl etc anyway <laughs> the photo was taken in 1936 while in nimpomo california the woman in the photo is uh, florence owens thompson Mm -hmm. And she and her children were in a camp filled with workers whose livelihoods were devastated by the failure of pea crops. Oh. So those, that family and other families, and they were in a camp and they were basically in poverty because their farming that they would usually do, probably something to do with the dust bowl as well. Had all cut out. Yeah, so cut they had off. no income, basically. So that's what this FSA programme was put in place to do during the depression was to oh highlight the difficulties that these people were going through because not only could they not earn money from them crops they couldn't feed themselves in a way because their crops weren't growing they couldn't then eat them so they were hit both ways i feel immensely sad <laughs> yeah so now knowing why that woman has the weight of her world on her shoulders yeah. in that photo and the thought that there were more families like that so lang took Let's have a look. I thought it was seven but I've written five so <laughs> uh, so lang took five exposures of the photograph um, now known as the migrant mother and this one was chosen mm -hmm. and it was um, circulated in magazines and newspapers and became like a symbol of the plight for migrant farmers during the Great Depression because 
they wanted to yeah, bring they're... awareness of it. The photographer, Dorothea Lang, was an American. I've written just a little bit of information on it. <laughs> um, so she was born May 26, 1895 and died October uh, 1965. So she was an American documentary photographer and photojournalist, best known for Depression-era work for the FSA. So she was employed... See, I think FSA. I know Lang. You've probably seen other stuff and that she's what done. I, what I love as well is having a strong journalistic, a, fo- mm. a photographic journalist working at that time. Mm. I adore that. Because, I mean, uh, unless you had a lot of money or you uh, were married and your husband allowed you to go and mm. sort of travel around, you were not considered to, you know, women were not allowed to just go yeah. out and research and, you know, discover yeah, it things. Was, it was unusual. Even then, yeah. Yeah. The um, Peak Pickers camp that um, Lang came across to take these photos, um, there were as many as between two and a half to three and a half thousand people camping there. So the pea crops... Bloody hell. <clears throat> the pea crops um, had been planted and were growing. And much like nowadays, you employ like pickers to go in during certain seasons to go and pick things so they put notes out for workers all these workers had turned up um, but because of the uh, freezing rain and because the crops then been destroyed uh, it left them without work or pay so they turned up of course they weren't then paid by the people they've been employed by because there was nothing to pay them with oh my god so it was it was tricky and normally lang the photographer was very detailed with her information Uh, she was very thorough but this particular day, she'd apparently been rushing home because um, she'd been on assignment for quite a while and the note she'd submitted didn't match up with the photographs. So her recollection of this woman is slightly different from what Florence, the lady in the photograph, remembers. Lang recalled it as um, her children had been living on frozen vegetables from the field and wild birds and there was no work, but they couldn't move on. For, because apparently they'd sold the tyres on their car to buy food. But um, Florence, the lady in the photograph, then contested Lang's account, saying that they didn't actually speak to each other. She didn't sell the tyres of her car, etc., etc. So she, it's possible that Lang had confused her for someone else. Um, and there's another example from Troy Owens, which is one of Florence's sons. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was quoted saying, there's no way we sold our tyres because we didn't have any to sell. The only ones we had were on the Hudson and we drove off in them. I don't believe Dorothea Lang was lying. I think she just had her story mixed up with another. <laughs> or she was borrowing to fill in what she didn't have. So Plus, you probably f- had no idea that that image would be... Um, yeah, you know what I mean? So, like a, a, a small mistake just gets blown up later down the line. Yeah, and then also I think Lang promised that the photos wouldn't ever be published to the woman, and then they were published. So there was a little bit of Ooh. you know misinformation sort of regarding this photo um, because of how many photos I think Lang took and yeah. normally she was quite thorough as I say um, or was reported to be quite thorough but this time something obviously slipped through the net and she didn't expect the photo to then blow up in the way that it did but um, I think with that background you get even more of a sense of why this woman mm. Florence in the photo is just so engaging when you look at her and also she was so beyond the ideas of uh I don't know, she was so down to earth, she wasn't con- considering um, the idea of being published, as, you know, her photograph to be published, she was just like, you know, this. I don't want this to I'm be... I'm just a person, I have yeah. children, I just need to... I want my life to be sorted. I need to earn a livelihood, feed my children, help them grow up big and healthy, do you know what I mean? Yeah. She just wanted... The fundamentals of 
she just, a real mother. Yeah. You know. She just wanted to look after her kids, really. Mm. But it gives this... She's a small snippet, this photo, of what was going on a lot in that part of history and during the Great Depression. Um, but as I say, when I look at this photo, I think, as a, again, it strikes me, you could see this, and again, not to get political, but there are things going on in the world today where there are people in camps, and yeah. you could see this woman in one of them with her children, couldn't you? This could easily be, have been taken two weeks ago, mm. in my opinion. Do you not think? No. I, it's got that. I've only just noticed the baby in her arms. Look. Is that a, Oh, wow, there is a baby in her arms. I... I that adds a whole wow. <laughs> I think she had seven children. I read, but wow. I didn't. I just thought that was a fold in the fabric. But I also, also, I think on the original photo they had to edit it slightly when they published it. Lang's um, sorry if the volume went up a bit there. I just leaned over to look at something, but Lang's thumb was in the way on one of the corners. But ah. actually, yeah, there is. You can just see a baby. Yeah, see, just I, see I, the face. I didn't realize you're so captivated by her face. You don't even mm. sort of notice the babies. What you realise when you look at photographs like this, especially when they are in black and white, is how timeless people are. Mm. People will look the same so much of the time, from 100 years back, 200 years back. And, you know, it's only sort of dis distorted in history when it comes to paintings, because they're all stylized. Well, not even that. I think it's a thing as well, because when you look at some photos of people from the same time period, they are obviously people of wealth. They're a staged oh. photograph. I think that's mm. the difference. This is a normal woman who finds herself in poverty and that's the difference between her fo a photograph of her and a photograph of somebody who was slightly more well off and could afford to go and have their photo taken. Ironically. Do you um, see what you, I mean? Ironically you'd call this a candid photo but mm. there's nothing candid about it other than the fact that it's mm. just been taken of reality. I mean yeah, the situation isn't she's candid. She's just a real woman in a <laughs> yeah. real situation and I think that's why it's timeless because it shows complete and utter real unstaged mm. emotion worry she's quite beautiful as well in a natural way yeah but it's like the time has worn her down but not in not worn her down i mean no, like I it's it you can you can see the time and stress on her face there was a photo not a photo sorry it's because we're looking at a photo there was a poem that i listened to that was read out i think it was on the bbc the social and it was called um old hags all right but it's being read by a woman and she's celebrating it like let's take the word hag back because it's yeah. like it's almost saying what a wonderful thing to be you know i love you older women with that sparkle in your eye and all the knowledge that you have like let's celebrate being an old hag let's yeah. come together i love that and it's almost celebrating because again in today's media for a woman to show it's becoming better now i think we went through a really weird phase of like <laughs> and don't get me wrong i'm not slating plastic surgery or any kind of i mean do what you want do what you want to body <laughs> i mean like i'd have a non-surgical nose job if i could like but, but I... celebrate your face this is the thing isn't it it's like cel mean? celebrate what you look like you know yeah um but what i mean is is why is there something wrong with aging yeah that's, I think that's what we're. You're trying more to... intelligent. You're wiser about the world. You've experienced more. You know, there's I mean, some wrong... people would say experiencing more can be a bad thing, but I never think so. You know. But basically, what we're saying is, she's a real woman that isn't trying to. Well, obviously, she wasn't in a position to. But you get women who are, are mothers who mm. feel that they have to look a certain way. Oh. <laughs> um, they can't show that they're getting older, getting older. or aging. And well, why it's not? Ridiculous. Be which why not? Because like. What a wonderful, well, what a wonderful person you are to have made it. My, yeah. my mum said something to me 
a little while ago. Just to give you some background, I lost my father when I was very young. And um, my mum, when she turned 60 a couple of years ago, she said, I'm going to celebrate being 60 and celebrate being older because she says, David, my dad, never got a chance to get to that age mm. and how lucky she was that she had. So celebrate it in yeah. that sense. Like, Definitely. You know, I'm my... I'm nearly as old as my dad was when he died. I'm so lucky to have, you know, so why should I worry about, you mm. know? And I think that's a good, see, that's a good mantra. See, my mum teaches me so much. She's a wise woman. I know. She. I don't know where she comes out with it sometimes. <laughs> but then she makes a fart joke and she balances it back out. So I know. The advice she gives is just like, it mind blows me. And then and she whips out something else. I'm like, oh, there she is. Yeah, she is. Here's <laughs> that little cockney lass. I know. Oh. So yeah, so it, it's nice that we've both chosen pieces that are different but show real Womanhood. emotion that's not always like this beautiful picturesque perfect mm. view of what motherhood is and I think that's nice for the mothers that feel that they have to put on that front because sometimes yeah. you have to act and again I've from what I've read and from what I've spoken to again I can't speak about myself because I'm not a mum but you have to from my the impression I get is you have to have it all together yeah um, <laughs> I, I think can that's only the imagine thing, I think that's yeah. the thing for women in general but it must be worse even so for mothers who are trying to balance a home life and a career life but they have to appear to have it all together and they can't show that and a know. personal life too you know like, so it's nice to be able to look at these different aspects of motherhood within art mm. and represent like you know it's they're real people and they they have more than one side to them they're just human like we're robust dynamic people you know and that doesn't change with becoming a mother you don't you know you aren't just solely a mother you're all those things and more Mm. i think we've done a good job with our choices today but i also (laughs) want to shout out to the people who don't have good relationships with their mothers i know that Mm -hmm. this time of year must be really hard for you mother's day so i just want you to know that we're sending out love and hugs and lots of love reach out to people that you do love and that you are close to and i'm incredibly lucky rosie's incredibly lucky we've we've got really good relationships with our mums but we know that's not the case for everyone so Mm -hmm. if you do struggle at this time of the year reach out to somebody that you are close to and celebrate something else. It doesn't have to be a celebration of motherhood if you're not close to your mum. Celebrate. I mean, just, it's, it's friendship, isn't it? It's yeah. celebrating friendship. It's, it's just celebrating or, love you know, with someone. If, you're, if your mother figure isn't your biological mum, celebrate them. You know, whatever whatever this time of year is, mm-hmm. you know, just or, reach out to somebody. Yeah. Don't, don't suffer in silence if you are struggling with it, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Because I know it's hard for some people and I don't want you to think we've forgotten you because we're talking about mothers and yeah. celebrating them because we know we're not all as blessed as mm-hmm. some people. And, you know, uh, motherhood isn't just uh, with female gender either, you know, no. just to put that out there too. It's like whoever you consider to yeah. be that figure in your life, you know, celebrate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we hope, you know, we've been sensitive about issues, you know, we've, we, you know, if there's anything that you want to chat about in the comments or direct message us, I mean, we're definitely not the fountain of all knowledge. But <laughs> we've got some knowledge somewhere. If there's, if there's anything in particular that one of us has said that you just want to chat about, yeah, yeah, yeah. go for it. I mean, always an open dialogue with us, isn't it? It's more, you know, we're always open to being educated if there's something that you mm-hmm. think, feel that maybe we haven't spoken about. Yeah, yeah. Just, just hit us up. And I hope that you've enjoyed um, the 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 take on this episode yeah which is a little bit different to our usual run of things like yeah. even our um serial killers 
episode was uh, still quite yeah um, up and happy, wasn't it? Mm. So, and I mean, this is still very happy too, but it's just a, it's a little bit. That's why I did the, the content warning. I yeah. was like, you know, this is a little bit more sensitive. No, I know so what you mean. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Brings us to the end. Do you have any recommendations, Rosie? I do, actually. Okay. <laughs> to, I guess, bring it up. Well, I mean, I'd say to bring it up on a on a note. Um, but uh, I guess in a way it kind of isn't. Let's get that sound of the paper going, shall we? Ooh, yes. Um, my recommendation is I am not okay with this. Um, it's it's the latest release, or one of the latest release releases on Netflix mm-hmm. um, and it's by the people uh, who did It's the End of the Fucking World um, and okay. Stranger Things. So I mean like big uh, crowd pleaser obviously Stranger Things is. Um, so if you like those two this um, series basically has those just like rolled up into one and it's amazing. Okay. It's it's, pr- it's it's like super short and sweet. It's like I don't know six or seven episodes and they're all about like 25 minutes long, mm-hmm. um, but it's made by uh, Jonathan Estwistle mm-hmm. um, and uh, Christy Hall. But what I didn't realise as well, because they made um, It's the End of the Fucking World as mm-hmm. well, which was like a Channel 4 thing. Um, and I kind of like it when Channel 4 moves over to doing Netflix things. I'm like, they are moving up in the world. Um, but basically, Jonathan um, Entwistle, uh, or Whistle, um, he also made the end of the fucking world, which is also another comic book, mm-hmm. um, because I am not okay with this. It's also a comic book mm. made by the same guy, Charles Force Force Forsman. Charles Forsman. That's a tricky name to say. I, I, I kick Forsman. Oh yeah, Charles Forsman. Yeah. So what, I, what I love is like um, that they are obviously partnering up, partnering up mm. to make um, two series <clears throat> from. Yeah. Com- yeah, like I just love that and. I think he's doing a really good job with it. Like, both, uh, they, they all are. Yeah, I recommend. I recommend. And uh, that also deals with some loss as well, actually. Yeah. Just as a another content warning. It's got a bit of uh, telekinesis in it too, so mm. gotta love a little bit of superpower, superpowers. Yeah. Yeah, that's my recommendation. Okay, my recommendation for this week is the incredibly talented Shanice Brownwell. <gasps> oh, hey girl! Yes! um, Rosie knows who I'm talking about. So Shanice Bramwell is a tattoo artist. She works at True Love Tattoos in Norwich and I have two tattoos at the moment, Mm -hmm. Um, soon to be more, but the two that I do have um, were done by Shanice and she's just incredible. She's phenomenal, generally. I love the stuff that she's doing. and when you go on her Instagram page, she also does illustrations. I mean, she's an incredible artist as well as a mm-hmm. tattoo artist. And so pretty. Oh, I just, <laughs> and I just love her style of tattooing. I love her style of illustration. She's such a lovely person when you go and have work done with her. I just cannot recommend her enough. So um, if you're looking for a tattoo artist, mm-hmm. you know. And um, yeah, where, where is she uh, based? Which so True Love Tattoos uh-huh. in Norwich. Um, so you can find Shanice on Instagram at shanice.bramwell and the tattoo studio she works for is at TLT Norwich. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for an artist, I cannot recommend her enough. So shout out to Shanice. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I, uh, I tried to, I, I like, cause before I got any tattoos or I got like one, I was like, I, 
because you you were getting yours done. I was like, oh, it's so cool. And I like wanted to book, and I like tried to book in with her, but I hadn't like, didn't really know the process of booking for tattoos. So I was like, oh, I want this. Or like, oh, well, let's talk. And she was so lovely. Um, and then I like left it for ages and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, and then she was like, it's cool. But like, we didn't saw anything. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, um, I'd love my, to get a tattoo for my sister. And she was like, cool, yeah. And then we never talked about it again. That's because you're rubbish at messaging. <laughs> I like. am. So I'm sorry, Shanice, but like, I, I love your work. So <laughs> eventually I'll get my sister down because I think she definitely wants a tattoo by you. And then another funny story to throw into there, I hadn't realized. So um, I'd been messaging her about getting my second tattoo, um, which was my second bird tattoo on my thigh. And we should and, put a picture up. Yeah, it, I mean, I'll stick because I'm going to stick her work on our Instagram just to share share the love. Um, so funny story, I, you know how on Instagram you can like instant share stuff. Yeah. So I've been messaging her about my tattoo, <laughs> maybe like, you know, and then uh -huh. obviously we'd agreed, I, whatever. And then without realizing, a week later, I'd accidentally instant sent her. This picture, now this picture is from Depop and it's a picture of a chicken drumstick leg as a necklace, a KFC chicken drumstick. And I sent, what? and I think I'd sent it to one of my other friends. I yeah. think I'd sent it possibly to Emma maybe because with chicken nugget things. I, so I think can I, see her appreciating that a lot. Well, the thing is, I'd sent it to my friend, whoever, yeah. like, as I said, I cannot remember who I must have sent it to, but I must have hit Shanice's name by accident. Mm -hmm. The best thing is, she never mentioned it. She never followed it up with a message. And because I didn't write a message with it, it wasn't until I went back in in January, because I think it might have been you actually, Rosie, oh, yeah. who said to me, oh, let's have a look at this picture of this tattoo that you're getting yeah, yeah. in January. So I went back into my messages to get this picture that Shanice had sent to me. And I realised I'd accidentally sent her this chicken drumstick leg and had to send her this message being like, I didn't even realise I'd sent you this, I am so sorry. Like, completely. Just That's sent her this amazing. picture of a chicken drumstick and that was completely out of context. And she just was like, no, it's fine. And I must, I must have looked like an absolute nut job. Uh, that's, I mean... Fair's fair, right? Like... I must have looked like a lunatic just sending my tattoo artist pictures of drumstick necklaces. That, like... I mean, really, you, you need to have that connection with your tattoo artist, I think. I mean... You know, to understand the, 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 the qualities within you um, so that they can better put the artwork on you. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I don't. I mean, I love chicken nuggets, but I don't want one tattooed on me. So like, <laughs> it wasn't even like decent reference imagery. It was just like completely by accident. That's just, so funny. I must have just looked because I didn't write anything with it. I must have looked like a nut job. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, well, so sorry you, about sorry you, about that chicken drumstick. Uh, oh, definitely. You definitely need to share that as well. I think. <laughs> yeah, that that will go up and all. Oh, well, as well as soft cheeses. Oh and, yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Vagina mullets and all that fun <laughs> stuff. Throwing the baby. <laughs> they will go on the story. Yeah, so no, so yeah, go and check her out. So mm -hmm. yeah, we better sign off now. We should, yeah. I mean, you can catch us uh, kind of weekly now, isn't it? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, we're going to... Every so often, you yeah, know. I think because we've got... We a won't bit, put too much pressure we've on We've got it. a little bit of a backlog um, that we're getting out because mm -hmm. we had some old episodes from before we took a hiatus. So yes. and things will start playing out. We're aiming to have at least two new episodes a month, but also exciting news is some know. other things coming <laughs> soon. You'll we'll get announce. to see us. <laughs> yeah, so we'll put them up on Instagram too when they start happening. Yeah, that will definitely involve some wine, so we apologise in advance. Mm. Um, but you can find us uh, at Drunk Art... 
uh, on Instagram. Um, and also, you on Instagram. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. We drunk oh, yeah. Art review. Drunk art review. You oh, the page girl. This is because I think it's drunk art review podcast. Ah. Yeah. So yeah, drunk art review um, on Instagram and also drunk art review on Twitter too. Yeah. And you can find me, obviously, uh, Rosie La. Rosie L-A-H um, I also got a website but it's pretty sure the moment I'm going to make it better um, but that's all linked on their Instagram too so. and yeah yeah and I mean I am on Twitter but you can I'm sure you're a detective enough to find me on that you're yourself fine. yeah what about you where can I find you Jen I am on Instagram uh, jennifer.ellen.ken um and on Twitter, I am Jen underscore Ellen dot underscore Kemp, but the Jen is J E W N. It's because <laughs> Instagram, because um, Twitter wouldn't let me have a, a longer username as mm. I do on Instagram, so you can find me on there too. So you had a good uh, podcast voice just then. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's like, and now signing off. <laughs> well, I mean, we are now, so yeah. yeah I guess so we're gonna say goodbye and maybe see you soon. Yeah. So hope you're enjoying the episode so far, guys, and. We'll probably mm-hmm. be a bit drunker next time. No yeah. luck. So uh, the next one could be a, the last few have been quite mellow, but the next one could be a shit show. So <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Yee, you dog. Yee, yee, yee. I'm out, right? Hold on, where, where the fuck is my? There it is. Like where the fuck are you? There it is, right? Ah ha ha ha. Bye. Thank you.